Lord, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for this time together, Lord Jesus. May you speak through me, Lord God. Use me as your vessel, Lord, to minister your word, Lord God, of redemption, Lord God, of deliverance, of healing, Lord God. May your people experience it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May your peace, Lord God, be multiplied to us and may we be ministered to. May none of us leave the same from this service, but may we believe refreshed, Lord God. May we leave uplifted and encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, dealing with the spirit of fear, I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I read this verse um, to start off with because I want us to understand very well that we deal with uh, a, a spiritual realm as much as we deal with the physical realm. Okay. And that battle, and that there's a, there's a battle that goes on between the two. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And that there are evil spirits that um, they either try to cause depression, they try to cause anger, loneliness, frustration, lust. All these things are, are spirits that operate. Um, and as much as there is God, Okay, and then there's the Holy Spirit and so forth. And that, that all that in its entirety could be a whole sermon on its own, but we're not going to deal with that. But I do want to establish that fact. The other thing that I want to um, make sure that we understand as we go through this is that our battle and our fight is not against people. It is not against people. Okay, it's a spiritual one that we deal with. And when it, deal, when it comes to fear, it's, it is definitely a spiritual one, okay? And this happens um, either through, it's our thoughts, our emotions, and sometimes our ignorance is why the spirit of fear would, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, attack us or oppress us, okay? Or we could feel like we're overcome by it. If we choose, however, to operate by the Holy Spirit, then we are guaranteed to win. If we choose to fight by our flesh, then we will lose. Walking by the Spirit, therefore, is going to be essential. This is a spiritual thing. It is not necessarily a physical thing. Although there are things, as we go through today physically that we can do in our battle okay against the spirit of fear um if you want to uh, learn more about walking in the spirit uh, pastor steve i believe will be doing a, a teaching on it um as well as there's teachings out there that we have done reading the 
the scriptures, Ephesians, Galatians, versus 2 Corinthians, Romans. There are some books there that uh, you could start studying yourselves to get a little bit more understanding of what walking by the Spirit is, a little deeper understanding. Okay, so so that I'm clear, I'm not talking about demonic oppression, um, demonic possession, I'm sorry, but this is more of oppression, okay? Sometimes, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever, one morning you just wake up and all of a sudden, for no reason at all, you feel just sad, just so sad, right? And you have no reason for it. This is a spirit of depression. And you do have something available to you to uh, break it off, if I, if I want to use that word, or to shake it off. Sometimes um, when I when I do do that when I it's a, I have I've had my moments I just what I literally do is I go back to bed, I pray, I rebuke it, and I tell myself the joy of the Lord is my portion, and today is gonna be a good day, and I get up and I go about my day, and I don't feel it again. Everybody's uh, experience is a little bit different. But today, like I said, we're going to be talking about the spirit of fear, but I just want us to understand certain basis when it comes to this, okay? There are, um, so, so that we, we are very sure about um, who we are and how we stand, I want us all to realize that the Holy, if you are a believer and you believe Jesus Christ is your Savior and He lives in you and you you abide by him and everything, then you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So this is, I just want to make sure everybody understands that this is not about being possessed by anything because it's not possible when you are a Christian, okay? This is just something that is annoying you, if you will, something that's trying to overcome you. Okay, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 to 22, just to establish that fact that we are sealed and that we have a guarantee, okay? Now he who established us with us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has all who who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Uh, Ephesians 4:30 and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Our seal and our guarantee is the Holy Spirit. The guarantee is that we will go to heaven. The guarantee is seal is that we belong to God. Amen. So um, now that we understand, have that understanding, I just wanted to make sure that we have the understanding. Let's go into dealing with the spirit of fear this morning. So number one is... We need to identify and then reject fear. And I'm going to show us how to do that. Identify and then reject fear. See, the thing is that some of us um, may not necessarily see fear as an evil thing. We may see it as a natural thing. Some of us may even be saying... um, but how is that possible that I don't feel any fear? How is it that that's going to be possible that I live my life without feeling any type of fear? And that's not what I'm saying. 
And I, I don't think that that is even um, necessarily possible either. The answer is that not that the answer is not that we cease to feel fear. It is that we do not allow fear to imprison us or to cripple us. It is the succumbing to the spirit of fear that will prevent us from living the lives that God intended for us. And that's what we're talking about. We can feel fear, but do we um, allow it to overcome us? Or do we know how to deal with it, how to come out of it? Okay. Um, for example, let's say, um, let's say you feel danger, right? And you want to get out of the situation. The first thing you're going to do is look around you and run to somewhere safe. This is, this is not, um, how do I explain it? This is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. This is not what I'm referring to necessarily. But once you get to a, a, a good place and a safe place, then you have to make sure that fear doesn't continue to plague you. This is more of what I'm talking about. Um, we could be sitting in the kitchen and all of a sudden you feel scared or you feel anxious. This is the spirit of fear trying to attack. Or you're driving and you feel scared for no apparent reason. Nothing has happened. Or there's moments where you begin to have thoughts of fear or thoughts of anxiety for no, for, um, no reason. Or maybe you do have a reason. These are signs that the spirit of fear is operating. If you have phobias, certain phobias about things, the spirit of fear is operating. Um, you want to do something that God has wants you to do, but you're afraid to do it. You know, like um, you want to be able to evangelize to people, but you're scared. You have fear. That's the spirit of fear operating because it, it doesn't want you to do what God intends for you to do. You know, that's, that's the whole thing of the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear keeps us from doing God's, God's intention, from fulfilling our God-ordained destiny. This is how we know that the spirit of fear is operating and is working, okay? Uh, when we're dealing with that spirit, once we have identified or anything that scares you or freaks you out, either for a reason or no reason, okay, once you have identified it, the next thing we have to do is reject it. We have to reject it. So the next point under this, under identifying rejecting fear is this, that when, in, in order to reject it, okay, one of the biggest things that we have to realize is that not every thought you have or feeling you have is your thought or your feeling. This is going to be a really big one. Not every thought you have or feeling you have is actually your thought or your feeling. The enemy would love to have us believe that the things that we feel and the things that we think are actually ours, but they are not all ours. Anything that does not align with who God, who you know God to be and does not align with what God's word says is not 
God. I want to give a 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that we have must come down and be subjected to the knowledge of God and must obey. So what does that mean practically speaking? You take the thought that is causing fear, you capture it, and you bring it under subjection to what God says. And you pull it down, you reject it. And you actually can say, I reject this fear in Jesus' name. Just like that. I reject this fear in Jesus' name. For God says, and you could use a scripture. That's why it's so important. When we, as pastors say, you have to memorize scriptures. You need to know scriptures. You need to be studying the Bible. Because when we have moments like this in our life, we're going to need them. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When we're having that fear and we reject it and we cast it down, we say to ourselves, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a spirit of power. He has given me love. He has given me a sound mind. And if you have to say that over and over again to yourself, please do. And, we, and, that, and I want to tell you that fear will, will begin to go. Okay. So we have to reject it. Do not accept the feeling of fear or the thought of fear. Because once we accept it as our own, then the battle becomes a little more intense. It doesn't mean that you're helpless. It doesn't mean that there's no resolution. It's just harder once you accept that fear. Okay, so we have to reject it. Um. Amen. Okay, so this is just a little, a little extra, little aside, is that sometimes along with the spirit of fear, we may feel other things. Okay, so doubt comes into play, anxiety, um, disbelief, even anger. Okay, can operate alongside it. That's just a, a side note there, um, just so that we're aware. Sometimes um, anger is a big thing. So sometimes maybe. Um, somebody says something or does something and you get angry you get very angry now there's two reasons why you may get angry one maybe an injustice maybe is happening to you which is possible another thing is check if it's not because of fear that you're getting angry because sometimes um, our anger can signify that we are scared of something and then that's also a point that we need to um, identify in our lives okay Okay, the next important thing, number two, when we're dealing with fear, center, we have to center ourselves on Christ and use it as a prayer point. Center ourselves on Christ and use it as a prayer point. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts on you. After you have rejected the fear, 
we should be ready for scriptures to help us center ourselves on him. Maybe you just came out of something scary. You know, you were delivered through something scary. You have to come back now and then center yourself on Christ. Um, Worship him. You know, give him praise. Thank him. This is what I mean by centering him. Find scriptures. Um, Begin to align your emotions and your thoughts with the scripture. Um, Worship him. Um, Give him thanks. Thank him for, for being there. Thank him for keeping you. You know, um, through the pandemic, that's um, one of the things that I kept doing every single time I came home was just, I used to just thank him for bringing me home safely, thanking him that, you know, I wasn't sick, just thanking him for everything because that will um, dispel the darkness, okay? Um, Let me just make sure, okay. That's fine. I just want to make sure of something. So center yourself on him. Um, worship him. Think of his majesty. Let him know that he is your salvation. Declare that you are his. Declare that um, I am Christ. That you don't belong to anybody else. Deuteronomy 31.8 And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. You can use that scripture, Deuteronomy 31, 8. That's Deuteronomy verse 31, 8. Other ones that we can use to center ourselves is Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You can use that as a declaration. Use the scriptures uh, um, in your prayers by declaring them over yourself and using them to fill yourself up with God. Okay, so I talked about using um, your fear as fears because maybe there's a lot of things that you're fearing. Um, Use them as prayer points. Now, this also came in handy to me when I was going through things, okay? Whatever thought it is that um, is causing you fear, um, use it as a prayer point. You reject the thought, right? You identify it, you reject it, you center yourself on Christ. And then when you are praying, use it as a prayer point. So um, let's, uh, what, let, whatever it is, um, uh, you're scared of when you drive, okay? You're going to identify, you're going to reject it, you're not going to accept it. Send to yourself on Christ, knowing what the word is, and then pray. In the name of Jesus, nothing evil is going to happen to me as I go out, as I'm on the road. I won't have, you, you know what I'm saying? You you just begin to use it as your, whatever God brings to you as you identify it, then you pray against it. And you just begin to pray and you use it as your prayer point. Whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's the coronavirus, then use it. In the name of God, you told me that I will be healed. In the name of Jesus, as I go out, no, no evil will come upon me. It's not my portion. Um, use the Psalms. 
Psalm 91, 5, 7. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You can use that as, a, as your prayer point. We are not helpless against fear. We can overcome fear in Jesus' name. Then you ask God to give you peace about it. As you center your thoughts, as you center yourself on God, you're using it as a prayer point. Then just ask God to give you peace. God, I just need peace over this situation. And you just keep worshiping him. And you keep um, asking him to show you. Amen. Okay. Um, thirdly, this is going to be the third point. This is going to be a little bit more um, involved. But sometimes we can have patterns. Okay. Fear patterns, thoughts of fear. They could be repetitive. You know, it may not be a singular event. It may not be a single thing, but perhaps it's just a pattern. Patterns of fear. So the next point is patterns of fear or thoughts of fear and renewing your mind. Now, I'm not going to discuss why it happens or why we're there. It could be a lot of reasons. Please remember that, um, pastors, we are here for you if you want to talk about it, if you want some more counsel, some advice or, or, or prayer when it comes to patterns, okay, um, that could just be in your life and that you're dealing with on a consistent basis. Now, please, I want us all to realize that God does, wants us to live a life that is full of life, that is full of joy, Okay, and this is not our portion. This is not how God wants us to live with just a constant um, thoughts of fear. Okay, um, the guarantee is that God can break it, but it will require us to be very intentional and have consistency when we're dealing with patterns. So, the first thing in order to break patterns. First thing I want us all to remember is that evil does not like light. Evil does not like light. John 3.20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deed should be exposed. So anytime evil is about to be exposed or is exposed, it will run away. So, expose the pattern of fear. Expose it. Which means you're going to talk to somebody about it that you can trust, that you could tell, that will pray with you, okay, and write it down and bring it to God. This is what we're going to do. If we're dealing with this, we're going to write it down and we're going to talk to somebody about it so that we could break it because that's going to be half the battle when we're dealing with patterns.
The next thing we're going to do is find out what triggers the thought pattern. What triggers it? What causes it? You know, do you notice it happens when you don't sleep enough? Do you notice it happens when you see something or when you hear a word? Whatever it is, find out what those triggers are. Because then where those are going to be some prayer points that you will be able to use. Okay, because sometimes we go through things in life and now, you know, certain things when somebody says something, it just freaks you out. So you, ha- you need to identify those. Hiding it is only going to make it worse. It allows the enemy to keep you isolated. And this is what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you or wants anybody to be isolated. Because when we are isolated by ourselves in a situation or problem, he can make you think and feel anything he wants you to think or feel. And they're going to be negative they're not going to be good. And we can start going down the bad road of depression, sadness, anxiety. That's where mental illness can even come to play. Okay. So in order to break it, we need to just come out of it and tell somebody. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a a story. Um, that I thought was interesting, and and th- these things happen, and they've happened to me, and um, I've I've had to tell somebody, you know, talk to somebody, so that they could also go ahead and pray with me, and I I've seen victory in my own life, so I know that if anybody is dealing with this, victory is yours. Okay, victory is yours. I remember a friend told me one time that every time they go and drive the car. Every time they get into the car and start driving, they would just feel scared for no apparent reason. They don't know why. Nothing ever happened to them. It's just every single time they get into the car, they were just afraid. So prayer in this instance is key. First, realize that you are not crazy. It's not absurd. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't allow condemnation and people criticizing you to stop you from addressing the issue. Sometimes maybe, you know, we could be thinking, it could be something um, subconscious that we, we're not completely aware of that's going on. So sometimes we just want to go home at the end of the day. So don't bring judgment on yourself. Pray about it. Declare um, that no accident will happen, that everything is going to be okay. Send to yourself on Christ. Let the peace of God take control. And then... Um, manage your stress levels. My friend realized that it was stressed, learned that some, some, um, he learned some stress management skills, some breathing techniques, and it went away. I mean, of course, centering yourself on Christ and um, having the mind of Christ will continue to guarantee your peace. See, so what was happening was they were so stressed out before they got into the car, then once they start driving, they feel the fear. So they weren't managing their stress levels well. See, and all this came about because they just started to say it. They started just, you know, letting somebody know that something was wrong. Um, And that's why I said it's very important. Just find somebody that you can trust, that you know definitely will pray with you. Okay. Number two under this, it's also very important. 
and breaking patterns. Knowledge is key. Ignorance is not bliss. Sometimes we can find ourselves in these pattern, thought patterns of fear because we are ignorant of something. We are lacking information about a thing, a situation, whatever it is. We don't know the truth. And so because we don't know the truth, then we are scared. And we're stuck in this never-ending process of being fearful. Okay, so we want to find out knowledge. We want to find out the truth of the matter. Because when we find truth, we'll be free. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm going to tell you guys somewhat of a funny story, but a very true story. Okay. This is one of my other friends. She told me one time that when she was younger, she was scared of boys touching her. She didn't want no boy to touch her. So every time a boy would come around, she would run away. She didn't want to be near them. She was absolutely terrified of boys. We finally found out this was because her mom had told her when she was young that if a boy touched her, she would become pregnant. Mom was using fear. Okay, she didn't know that. She took what her mom told her. So one day she was sitting after school and a boy came up behind her without knowing. She didn't know he was there and he touched her. And she just started crying and she tried to run home. And as she was running home, she ran into, I believe it was her friend. And her friend was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? Why are you crying? So the friend, so she, she, so she told her friend what happened. And her friend was like, what do you mean? Like, that's not how you get pregnant. She was like, what do you mean? She started, stop crying. It's like, what do you mean? So her friend explained to her. And she stopped crying and she was no longer afraid. This is a real thing. Okay. This is my, this is one of my friends actually went through this. All she had to find out was how is it really that a per, a woman becomes pregnant? She would, believed a lie. So she had a pattern of fear running through her life up until that point. So this is what I'm referring to. This, this is kind of like, you know, she laughs about it now, you know, and got upset at her mother for lying to her. Um, but... Um, once she figured out that this was what the truth was, she was more at ease. And that fear was broken. So sometimes we can go through things in life and have this thought pattern of fear. But if we just gain some information and some insight, then it'll break. Okay? We all have our moments dealing with it. nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed about. But knowing the truth will make us free. So search the truth out. Okay, the third one, this is going to be um, very important. And it's renewing the mind and meditation. I know you've heard us say it over and over again. This is one of the reasons why. Renewing the mind and meditation. Renewing our mind is one of the most crucial 
disciplines and habits that we need to cultivate in our life. Science has backed up meditation as something that is healthy for both the body and the mind. But keep in mind that when you do practice meditation, do it the God way. Don't do it the popular way of meditation that tells about emptying your mind out and all this. Um, God, God's way doesn't leave people empty. He always fills people up with peace, love, hope, and faith. So this is the type of meditation that you want to practice, okay? There are many scriptures that you can use. Um, we can men- you can use any of the scriptures that we've, al- we've already mentioned today to use as part of your meditation if you're dealing with any type of fear or a cycle of fear or thought pattern of fear. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7, that's one of my personal favorites. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Another one of my favorites is 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And what that did for me was realize that I need to realize that God really loves me perfectly. And I needed to accept that for myself in order to break those that the fear that I was having or any fear that you have. So pick ones that minister to you and then use them um, to renew your mind. Uh, Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is God's will for you. So we need to renew our mind and we have to do it on purpose. So meditation, how do we meditate? First step, take a scripture that speaks to the fear or the situation. You could take one, two, three scriptures, take um, a few of them, memorize them, get to know them, write them down. That was usually helpful for me. I would just actually just write them down with pen and paper to get them into my head. The next thing you do is you're going to take the scripture and you're going to think about it. You're going to think about what it means. Read every word carefully. Let it inform you as you read it slowly. So like, for example... Um, God has not given me the spirit of fear. And I would just sit on that and you repeat it to yourself. God has not given me a spirit of fear. And then you just let that inform you in your emotions. Let it, um, you know, imagine what it means for you, for what God is trying to tell you. Um, you know, whatever it is, have a picture of what that means to you to be free. Imagine what it means, you know, for you not to have that happening to you. Just imagine it and allow it to um, just keep thinking about it. And you repeat the process over and over until you make that verse your own. Make the verse your own. Study it. Study what the words mean. Use a dictionary. Google it. We have smartphones now. It's so much easier to do research on a verse nowadays. And you just keep repeating the process. And you will 
be free. It is God's guarantee that you will be free. A mind that has stayed on God will have perfect peace. And the truth shall set you free. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Amen. God's intention is for us to live a life that is ran, that is led by God's Spirit. One that is filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't, having the spirit of fear is not God's intention for any one of us. So I'm going to close with that. And we're going to pray. Um, We're going to pray about it. Whatever it is that you're going through, um, whatever, you know, situation you might find yourself in, there's so many things that happen in this world that can try to dictate to us how we should feel or how we should think. But let's remember that scripture is our number one informer. Amen. Scripture is our number one informer. So let's pray this morning. Lord God, we just thank you and we give you praise, O Lord God, for everything that you're doing in our life, O Lord. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that fear is not our portion. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us power, love, and a sound mind. So today we receive the power, the love, and the sound mind from you today in the name of Jesus. We receive peace from you today. We receive love from you today. We believe that you will always keep us in your ways in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray for your people that they will break free from fear, that when they make decisions, Lord God, they will not base it off of fear, but they will base it off of you and your scripture, Lord God. That any fear that is tormenting them would be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray for great grace and peace to be multiplied and to abound upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Over to you, Pastor Roberts. Amen. Thank you so much.